Thanks for coming out, man. I really appreciate it. I came across your content on IG and uh, just thought it was super inspiring, super motivating. So I'm really blessed to have you here. Wow, man. I'm always trying to help out. You know what I mean? Like, make sure. Uh, I don't know how close you are. You want me close? That should be good right there, man. Um, so I'm just trying to help, man. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to, we can dive into a little bit of your story if you want to. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about, but um, like if you want to just give us a little background about everything and we can kind of just go from there. I mean, I, I, uh, I grew up in Chicago on the south side, um, 26th Street, 59, uh, Western. It's like the whole south, south of Chicago. Uh, it's highly, a lot of gangs, uh, very dangerous. Um, pretty much, I always say if you're from Chicago, from the south side especially, you, you, uh, you suffer from PTSD because it's, like it's like a war over there, man. It's constant shootings, murders. I mean, people don't realize how bad it is over there. Honestly. I've never been, so I couldn't tell you, man. But yeah. it's, uh, I mean, what was, like, your experience like growing up, man? I mean, I mean, it was, as, as a kid? Yeah. Like, oh, as a kid, it was, it was, I had a pretty bad childhood. I mean, everybody kind of knows my story, but uh, as, as a kid, I got, I got molested. I got raped by my uncle. Um, he would lock me in a room. It, it was it was tough. He he uh, he broke me, you know. And uh, by the time I was nine, I was just unmanageable. They say <laughs> uh, fell to the streets, and it just it fed the monster. So yeah. Was, when did you get into fitness, brother? I mean, I've been working out my whole life. I've been working out since I was nine years old. It's like the only thing that my dad taught me is like there was always dumbbells at the house. There was always, you know, supplements. I always tell people I got to taste like the first, you know, protein powders, all that stuff. And, it, you know, it was garbage back then. It tasted like, <laughs> like you were just drinking ch- chalk. Like, it was bad. Like people don't realize how, how good they have it nowadays with like supplementation, vitamins, all that stuff that you you take now back in the day it was it was bad yeah i was talking to somebody recently they were just saying how how lucky i am to be young right now because of all the information all the all the information out there it really is super helpful man um so you got into fitness like at at a pretty early age and i mean how did how did it like impact you as far as like when you were a kid did it just like you want to talk a little bit about that as far as fitness and when you were like coming up you know i know you don't come from we're you know just growing up how how did fitness like help you kind of just well, you know, I had a lot of hate because of everything that had happened to me. So, like, fitness was a way of me, um, I guess you could say feeding the hate, you know, because I would, I would do push-ups by the hundreds, uh, you know, sit-ups by the hundreds, and it, it would just, it would be all night sometimes. And um, I would leave it all there, you know, and, and I would feel better, but it, it was a, a form of medicine for me to to work out, to uh, damage my body pretty much, you know, uh, put it under stress. Kind of like a release, huh? Yeah, so uh, it just became a way of life for me. And um, I, I think that's that's why, like, people don't realize, like, it, it took me, like, years to get to, like, when they see me lift the 150, the dumbbells. I saw, you know, I saw and that, I yeah. Them and, I, and I lift them, and, and people are like, man, he's like that. But I'm like, man, dude, I've been doing this for so many years. Like, you don't even know. Like, it's it, it didn't just happen like that. It, it took a lot of work to yeah. get there. And, um, I mean, years. Yeah. 
Yeah, bro. I graduated high school like five years ago, and I was like 160 pounds at the same height, same height I am now. So I was a little twig, bro. And uh, yeah, man, it, it takes a long time to build muscle, to build strength, to to build these things. And I think that's kind of there's a lot of power in in the t- like how long it takes. You know, you, there's a lot of lessons you learn learn from it. You know, patience and, and sticking with things when you don't see results right, right away. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, if you, I always tell people like. Uh, you can't buy a six-pack. I mean, nowadays, I guess you go to Hollywood and get it done. But <laughs> back in the day, I used to always say, you know, you had to earn your six-pack. You had to put in the work, the hours of dieting, the hours of working out, the hours of cardio, even the hours of resting. Like, everything had to be, like, in sync. And uh, you earned them. Like, it was like, boom, you know, I got these. It, it took hard work. But uh, everybody wants everything fast nowadays, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. don't. They don't, they, don't, they don't know that that's actually going to help them long-term in their life just to have a discipline. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I teach my guys and I mentor is like, um, they're like, well, so how do you do that every day? And I'm like, do you brush your teeth every day? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. So I was like, okay, so right after you brush your teeth, read that book. That way you could build that habit with a habit that you already do every day. It'll make it easier. But you still have to do the work. You yeah. still have to want to do it. You still have to want to. So it, I don't know, man. So I sometimes, I I tell people, you just you it's just, you're just not ready. It's not your time. You know, they they get mad and stuff. But it's like, I I did it before. You know, I had my time where I just didn't want to lose weight. I I was big. I was eating. I was enjoying life. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know what? It's time for me to clean up again. Mm-hmm. But when you know what you're doing, that's what you that's what you do. Like. I always tell people, if you're constantly, like, at a 8% body fat, you're mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not functioning properly. You're not thinking right. Like, you're, you're hungry all the time. You're stressed out. I mean, you know, if you, if you work on your diet, you know how it's not easy. It's not easy. But was it worth it? Yeah, it's worth it. I think, um, like, we can tend to forget, you know, once you get in a, a good routine and after a certain amount of years, you kind of forget what it's like to just get started. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You kind of forget um what it's like to build those habits you know like today like I, today i didn't want to work out i didn't want to do nothing i didn't have no clients i was like i'm good uh but i was like i still they didn't even question it i still went did it did, everything out the way did my push up everything boom went home ate lay down and i was like boom it's done my day's done you know so it's like even when you don't feel like you want to do it or you need to do it that's probably when you should do it. So for the people who don't know, man, because I, I know a little bit about your story, but I definitely don't know everything. Um, when did you start, like, training people? And what, I guess, what kind of got you into wanting to do it? You know what I mean? Um, so you're a personal coach. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I always tell, I say, I say to people, I've been training people all my life because, you know, even as a kid, I was always the, uh, the head guy of getting everybody in trouble. So uh, I was always kind of like a leader, so yeah. I always hung around with a bunch of guys, and it was almost like training them every day. Like we we would have to walk a certain way. We had to. <laughs> it's funny because once I got to prison and I um I really got into fitness. Like I got certified. I got my uh, uh, sports nutrition degree. I I got certified as a trainer. Um, I started doing like. 
test stuff. I started getting inmates to do intermediate fasting, one day fasting. So you uh, got certified and all that in prison? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah that's dope. In, the, in federal prison, uh, they kind of there's certain yards that they let you go to school, and you, as long as you pay for it, they'll they'll let you get it. And um, uh, my uncle uh, paid for my school so I could get my training license. And uh, once I'm I'm very mentally ill, so like. Uh, <laughs> Once I stick my head into something, I want to know everything about it. I want to dissect it, like, in, out, every way. So I wanted to learn about food. I wanted to learn how the muscles work, the cells. I mean, minerals, nutrients, <laughs> steroids. I mean, I got into, like, everything you could possibly think of. And it's because, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands. So, like, all I did was study. When I took that test, it was uh, 500 questions. I only got eight wrong. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I read that book like there was no tomorrow. And that book is pretty thorough because it goes into a lot of things that I see some of the uh, certifications nowadays. And I'm like, man, they're not teaching them like before no more. Yeah. They're kind of like just giving them the basics. Yeah. You know, so. What was it like? Uh, so you, you kind of got started training in prison. What, what was that process like? Like, did you just reach out to people in there and was like, yo, like, let me start training you? Like, how did that kind of come about? It's the same way that they see you out here, man. Like, you see somebody in prison that's, like, jacked, really good shape. And, and same thing out here. You see them, and you're like, man, I want to look like you. you they kind of come to you. Yeah, almost. they come to you, man, by themselves. And then, you know, me, I was always on the yard, always working out, always, you know, just always out there. And I adapted to whatever yard I was at. So if I was on the yard that only had, like, pull-up bars, dip bars, push-up bars, then that's what I like did all day, every day. You know, uh, uh, this last time I was in prison, I got to a federal yard where they had a full gym. They had leg press. Oh, no shit? They had squat racks. I mean, man, when I got there, I was so happy. It was the first time I got to a prison when they had a full gym like that. I was like, man, I could do 10 years here. <laughs> yeah. I, the gym just makes me happy, you know? So uh, I went and put my bag down. I didn't even shower or nothing. I just ran out to the yard, and I started working out when I got there. And as soon as I started working out there, you know, the, there was a lot of Hawaiians there. They were really big, a lot of dudes from California. Um, so they started asking me, and they're like, hey, you're like a trainer or something outside? I was like, yeah. So then even the guards started looking me up. <clears throat> and um, I had my little crew in there. We used to go in there, deadlift, and we would be deadlifting heavy. And I came out of there pretty... Pretty decent, man. I put on a, a lot of muscle while I was there. Um, it was a whole year of just eating as much protein because I worked in the kitchen as a cook. Okay. Um, eating as much protein as I could and just lifting every day, seven days a week. Yeah. Yeah. And you were doing so for a while. You was just mostly body weight, and then finally you got that opportunity to yeah. have a full gym and and uh, and really. Like, that's why, like, it's one of my concepts of how I train people. When I get somebody new, whether <clears throat> you've been working out or not, I don't care. Like, you're new to my program. Like, you have to manage your body weight first. If you can't be a body weight specialist on your body, then you have no business being on the weight. Facts, That's yeah. That's the way I look at it. That's kind of how because, I got started, yeah. Man, like, I see it a lot where I see dudes benching 315, they can't even do one pull-up. That's crazy. And I'm like, it, it's, it's, it's causing a muscle imbalance in you that you don't even know it's going to, like, affect you long-term. And people don't look at that because if you have a big chest that's tight and you have no back, it's just pulling you forward. So it's it's it's. I love bodybuilding, man. I love the body, how just how it grows, how it learns. 
I think for me, because I, I love bodybuilding as well, I got into it, if, I mean, I got into it like maybe two years ago, but the thing I love about it most is just you can see the progress, you can mm-hmm. see like the physical change happen over time, you know what I mean? I think it's it's a really cool, really cool thing to see the change, you know? I, um, there, there's, there's three things that you see in your body as you develop like movements, uh, strength, uh, leanness, you know, mass. Uh, that's how you know. I always say, not every trainer's for not not every trainer's for every client. Not every client's for every trainer because <clears throat> if you've been a fat boy your whole life, you go hire a trainer who's had a six pack his whole life. Uh, he's not gonna understand you. Yeah. Why you having cravings at night? Why you can't get that diet a hundred percent? He's not gonna understand you, so he's not gonna be able to really help you. That's a great point. <clears throat> so. That's one of the things that I tell people, like, you know, uh, I, I, when I first meet somebody, like, it doesn't matter if you, because I, I, charge, I charge a good amount to train me in person. Um, so, like, when I meet them and I assessment and I do all the stuff, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you know what, we're not going to work out. But I have somebody for you that I know is going to be perfect for you. Yeah. Because it's just uh, one of my biggest things, like, if I... If you're not trainable, then I really can't work with you. Yeah. Because then you're going to always be, like, asking me why. And I like to teach my clients so that way once they learn, they can do it on their own. They know why they're doing it. They mm-hmm. know why. Why do I want to spike my insulin after I work out? Why do I, why do I take creatine? Why do I, all these things, like, you have to learn how to do it because I get it. You want to coach. You want, you want me to train. You want to pay me to train you. Bro. Yeah. But you also need to learn why you're doing it. You, you're just going to tell me. You're just going to believe me or what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, do you, what would you say is, like, one of the biggest things people struggle with, you know, when, when, they, you know, when they meet you and they want to start, you know, getting in shape and all of these things? What was, if there's, like, a common thing that people struggle with the most, would you say? I would say attitude. Yeah. Being just, you know, I get, I'm, I've, I've learned to be really humble in these past couple of years. But at the same time, like, you could – you can rub me the wrong way, and and just because like, I feel like people nowadays don't have the same amount of respect, and like just, uh, it's just different. We live in different times, and you know people say, oh yes, because you've been in prison, you're you got that prison mentality. No, it's like there's a line of respect that should always be, no matter what. Like yeah, uh, <laughs> you know now it makes it even more hard for me because now. First, I had this line of respect as a criminal, but now I have morals, too. Yeah. So it's like, now there's a big elephant in the, in the room. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it's different, man. And so so people that don't give me that same energy, they're taking it away from me, then I can't work with them. Yeah. And I tell them, I've had clients where they get mad when I tell them, here's your money back, but I'm good. Yeah. So, like, they, they get mad, give it back to them, and they're like, and I'm like, no, dude, we're not gonna work out. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call. Like, I've had them. I'm gonna call the cops. And I'm like, go call what? the cops. I'm like, hey, you think that scares me? Like, <laughs> but it, it's just funny, man. There's, there's just, and 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 not and not to say for everybody because there's a lot of good people that I I have to this day that is still they've been with me for years, you know. And um, I think my oldest client is seven years. He's been with me. Okay. And that's the time I've been. I got out. For a year, and then I went back in for a year. Then I got out. This time I've been out for six, so seven. He's been with me the whole time. Gotcha. Let me ask you this, man. Um, because you obviously 
have a lot of experiences that I definitely don't have and a lot of people don't have. What, what are some of the things that you learned while you were in prison that's helped you <coughs> when you're out, if that makes sense? Having a schedule. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I have it on my phone. Like, you were, you were in there today, uh, and I live by it. Like, if I get home and I have an hour that I need to work on YouTube and an hour that I need to work on school, once that hour is over, I just move on. Like, it doesn't matter whether I'm done or not. Like, I keep moving. Because I, I just figure, as long as a little bit's getting done all the time, like, instead of wasting my time, like, it's getting done. So I'm moving forward. And um, that's just something I learned in there, man, just because every hour in there counts for, you know, things that you want to do. You know, everything's uh, controlled movement, so every minute counts. How'd you, bro, I, I just got to ask, because you, you have such a, like, I see your content, like, now that I'm meeting you now, you have such a positive, motivating energy, I guess. Like, how did you manage that? How'd you keep that while, you, you know, through the, through that time in prison? Well, you know, just, I was just staying, I just like staying busy. In prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in prison, I was a monster. In yeah. prison, I was in a bad mood all the time. I was... I was a warrior in there. I was ready to fight. Uh, well, how how'd you change then, man? Because like I just I, I just I'm curious. Like how'd you? It's obviously a hard thing to do. How'd you kind of push through that? And well, you know, I didn't I didn't really start to change until uh, I met my wife, and then um, I found Christ after that. Uh, I'm coming up on my two year anniversary, November six. Congratulations, um, man! Thank you. And and when I got on my knees and I gave my life to God. Uh, I had to humble myself. I had to uh, like kneel down. I had to. I, I can't even explain it, man. I had to be obedient. Um, it, it's just. It's a bunch of things that I I had never done before in my life. I had to trust. Um, after you know what happened to me as a kid, I didn't trust nobody. I didn't trust my mom. I didn't trust nobody. So, um, it, it was crazy because I. You know, I watched that show, uh, America's Got Talent, and they yeah. always say, um, they say these next two minutes are going to change your life. And I tell people, man, when I got on my knees that day, I felt my heart change like in a second. Like, I can't even explain it. And I, I tried to try to explain it because obviously it was something supernatural that happened. And and I say that because God is just... <laughs> it. it the feeling of all the pain and everything that I had in my heart was taken away that day. And from that day forward, I started to heal in different ways um, that I had lost. Like my childhood, uh, I started to be a kid again. Like it, it started to like change me so much. Like I know that I'm coming up, I'm barely two years, but I feel the Christians say uh, seasoned. I feel very well seasoned just because God has taught me to be like patient, just controlled uh, I don't know man I can't even explain it even my friends like trip out because they're <laughs> like they're not used to this JC um, the easiest way I could compare it is, is I used to be the Tasmanian devil now um, we need the poop <laughs> yeah. so like that's the easiest way I could put it did you have anybody like to kind of guide you like to like did you have any friends or anything like that who were Christian who kind of guided you along that path or I mean what what made you like just had that transformation you know, I, I've been, I've, uh, I have, since I got out of prison, I wasn't afraid to ask for help and, and mentors, you know, um, people that I, that I saw, you know, like, uh, the teacher that I went to, to the college, uh, John, he started discipling me, 
Um, I asked him to, to help me, and he did. And now to this day, he's like one of my best friends and, and still helps me, teaches me a lot, you know. And I'm getting ready to start school. I'm, I'm going to start going to the Phoenix Seminary School. Um, I started in August, and uh, I'm going to be going full-time. And actually, I'm stepping back from being at the gym in person and, and going more online now. Gotcha. So I go to school full-time because uh, I just I want to be – I feel like I, I feel like I have a calling to be a pastor one day, so I, I just want to be ready. That's beautiful, man. I want to be ready. That's beautiful. So you're going to school full time for it right now? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start in August. Okay, gotcha. What are what what, what like led you to want to be a pastor? Just through your experience of the past two years? Just everything that happened to me as a kid, and then what I felt these past two years. I, I know that. Um, there's a lot of brokennesses. There's a lot of broken men out there, and there's there's a lot of dark places. Um, I just feel that God built me in a way that I went through what I went through for a reason. You know, they always say that you go through more because you have a higher purpose. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I just felt like he, he built me because he knew that I was going to be able to stand all that. And, you know, nowadays I don't. I'm not mad at him no more. Like, I'm actually happy that I went through a lot of the stuff that I went through because um, I'm, I'm going to be able to help a lot of men understand why, why they feel the way that they feel. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. What, 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 what is some advice you would give to somebody? Or, I mean, if you could say a few words to somebody who was in your situation when you were younger, like go, going, to, you know, going to prison and all that, like what would you, what would you tell them, man? Because obviously there's, there's people out there kind of going through that. You got, like, a you know thing or two you would tell them? Honestly, man, just to trust God, man. Get on your knees and just, just look up for a second. That's all you need. Um, don't, don't, let, don't let this talk to you. Like, your mind tells you lies. It tells you everybody that hurts you. It, it tells you. It just tells you a lot of crap. You know, God talks to you through your heart. And if you're really on your knees and, and really talking to him, he, he he answers, you know, and it, and you, you have to be you have to be disciplined about it. You can't you can't like I I hate <laughs> and I shouldn't even say it like that, but you know uh, you can't three days pray and be like yeah you know I'm gonna get that Corvette. <laughs> yes, yeah. like prayer is not about asking for stuff. You know, prayer is about asking Him to help you understand yourself and and everything that's happening in your life. That's what prayer is about, and just, you know, glorifying God, you know, telling him that you love him, and, and he slowly starts to change your life. When you put him first, man, everything starts to happen by itself. You don't even have to do nothing. It just starts to happen by itself. Brother, I feel like one of the things, because in a way I've kind of been going through my own little spiritual journey the past couple of years, I feel like when you are more devoted to God and you have somebody above you, I feel like that's a big thing is having somebody above you, um, somebody who you can – I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but when you're like the center of your universe and like you're, you're you know what I'm saying? Like, well, like how most of us are, you know? Yeah, Mindful, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all about us, me, me, me. And that's the thing is that when you learn to put yourself like not first, very last, oh man, you don't even know how much that starts to change you, man. And, and, and it takes a variety of things. I tell, I tell people, you know, it's taken me training to get here. Not just, it's just like the gym. It's a variety of things, you know, fellowship, studying, going to church. Um, there's, it's a variety of things that come in together that help you become a better person. And you start to be, 
you know, more like Jesus is less like you. That's what we all say. Uh, you know, you start to love on people instead of trying to hurt them and break them down. Yeah. Yeah, I think you brought up fellowship, man. I For me, like, I've had a pretty big realization the past year or so of just trying to seek out people who are also on, on that kind of path of trying to better themselves and better other people. Talk about how the importance of just being around people who are also aligned with you in that way, you know? Because at the end of the day, your environment is... It's everything, you know? What are they, what's that saying? They say feathers that flock together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Can't, I, I can't think right. of it either, but I know what you're but, talking uh, about. Les Brown says it a lot. I listen to him a lot. and, and uh, I never listened to know, him before. He's, he's good. I like him a lot. Um, you, look, it, if you hang around with gang members, guess what? You're, you're a gang member. Yeah. If you hang around, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's who you surround yourself with, man. They, there's a saying in Mexico that says... Uh, like, tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you who you are. So that's the biggest thing, man. But the biggest thing is to start, man, is put God first. And, you know, people are like, oh, well, how did you find your purpose? How this? How that? I'm like, look, dude, baby steps first. Yeah. <laughs> put him first, and then everything, because that's the main thing. That's the reason why we go wrong, because we, we refuse to discipline ourselves morally, mentally, and physically. Yeah. Right there. Boom. That's it. And morally starts with God. And everything else falls into place. You know, you start, same thing in fitness. You start getting into shape. You start worshiping your body more than anything else. And then you start putting him second. No, like, he comes first before anything first. Would you say, like, serving other people has helped you find your purpose? Oh, yeah. I love going to, like, the Dream Center, the homeless shelter, the pound. Like, Even your I, coaching. Yeah, like, I, I love... I love going to those places, man. Um, it's and and when I help a, a kid that wants to be a trainer, like develop his brand or like he he starts, you know, it's just nice to to be able to groom somebody and and show them everything that I learned throughout the years, and for them to be able to take it and and develop it into what they they're gonna turn it into because everybody has their own style, everybody has their own way and niche and, and however you know way you look at it. One of the things that I've realized uh, pretty recently, man, is um, when we die, when we leave this earth, like, we don't take anything with us, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like give away everything that you can, you know? And I, well, they, I, I see you doing that, too, and that's it's, it's inspiring, man. You don't start to make money until you start to give it away, you know? And that's the thing. It's like uh, everybody's trying to hold on to the golden goose egg. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's – there's so much information out there. I, I tell I tell some of my guys that are still in, um, man, if I would have had this phone while I was inside, I would have came out like a doctor. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you know, take full advantage of, of reading. Don't don't lose that 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 mindset of picking up a book with your hands and reading it. You know, I get it. You can listen to them, but why not do all of them? You know, I, when I read a book, I do all three. I listen to it. I read it. I inside like I I sing it. I, I do I do whatever, but I I enjoy the book, you know. Um, you study it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I, I I caught myself doing is just trying to read as many books as possible. But you're not actually really like nah, absorbing nah. the information. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, man, what was a uh, what was like the biggest adjustment for you coming out of prison and like adjusting to to society? You talked a little bit about it, but um, yeah, what was like the biggest adjustment for you? Not being mad. Mad, yeah. I was always mad. I was always, like, trying to fight with everybody at the gym. Um, 
I was in toxic relationships with different women. You know, I was always cheating. I always got caught. I was a bad cheater. I was using still drugs when I first got out. You know, it was it was crazy, man. It, it took me. It took me a while to really get things, man. And it's just because I I have to believe that. I was so like damaged from everything, like from the torture, then you know being in prison, Mexico, and being over there, and then the gangs and all the stuff that I seen, just a lot of crap in my head and my heart, and uh, it just took a little bit of time, man. But like I said, once I I got on my knees and he started working in my life, everything started to like fit into place. Like my relationship with my kids started getting better, uh, even with my family. Um, uh, it's everything started to fall into place. I started getting calls for like TV shows. Um, I just got off the phone last week with uh, Chicago PD from uh, they're on USA. Yeah, you sent so me that. So I uh, I sent all my stuff in, you know, and and it's just been crazy because it's all God doing everything, man. And and it, he puts me in places, you know, to talk to people and tell him tell them about him because it's not about me. It's about him. What's he doing in my life? And um, yesterday I was in an event and it was like all real estate people and I was just talking about God and what he's doing in my life. I was carrying my Bible on me and, and people trip out. They see me and they're like, this is not the JC that I remember. Mm-hmm. And I, I take pride in that. I take pride in that because um, it hasn't been easy to get here. You know, and, and I, uh, I love when someone puts in the hard work. So, you know, I pat myself on the back, you know. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. What what is your um what's your routine looking like these days? I know you talked about it a little bit before you got when you got here. What does your routine look like on a day to day basis now? I mean it's I get up at the same time, two forty five, and I go to bed at like seven. Um I hit the gym in the morning. But I, I when I get up in the morning I, the first thing I do is read. I study the Bible, I read some scripture, I read some devotions. I go through a little series of books that I go through. It's like it's like schools in. Um, after that, I go to the gym, I work out, train my clients, come home, work on my social media stuff, and then, you know, I'm going to start school, so now that's going to be on the plate. Uh, my online clients, like it's like an everyday thing. I mean, I, I'm working on some books. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of stuff going on right now just because I feel like this is my year right here. This is a, a big year for me. Yeah. And um, I leave on Sunday to Ohio. I'm going to be on a, on a campground with 150 kids uh, from, like, Cleveland, all the urban areas. Yeah. And they hired me to go be, like, a mentor. That's dope. For a week. So that's pretty cool. So I'm starting to get, like, jobs, I, I want to say, for him in different places. And, you know, um, he's blessing me. I mean, I'm getting paid for it, and I get to work with these kids and, and just, I don't know, man. I'm... I just know he has plans for me, man. So I, I, I believe trust, it. I believe him, and I trust him. So I, I do too, man. I totally, I totally believe it. Um, I was gonna ask you something. What, what, insp- what inspired you to want to start spreading your story out and sharing your story? And I know, I mean, for me at least, it, it was kind of a. I had a lot of hesitation to want to, you know, start doing content, start doing podcasts, things like that. What, what kind of um, inspired you to want to start sharing the story and not just keeping it all in? you know, on social media and things like that. I kept asking myself, I was like, am I the only crazy dude like this? There's got to be more dudes that are, like, like messed up like me out there because, like, 
people don't know how messed up I really was. Like I, I, I was, I was out there, man. I was out there. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot, you know, and and I just been through a lot. And sometimes I would just snap, you know. All my houses had holes in the walls. <laughs> I hate it when I used to hit the walls and I would catch one of those nails. <laughs> Uh, my knuckles are all scarred up, you know, and, and it was just rage and anger that I had in, in me that was, like, uncontrollable. And I always tell people, when when you have that, can't, that kind of anger or rage in you, it's only a matter of seconds before you go to jail for life. Yeah. It's only a matter of seconds. Yeah. It, it's a ticking time bomb. So, um, you know, it's one of the reasons why I was in and out a lot, uh, one of the reasons why I was able to survive in there, and one of the reasons why... I survived Chicago. Yeah. Did you meet anybody in there who who helped you? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you meet anybody while you were doing time in prison that really, like, helped you um, get through it? Yeah, I mean, I, I had I had people that impacted my life. You know, there was a couple of psychiatrists, a couple of people that really tried to help me while I was there um, uh, to, to get right, you know. And I met some really good friends in there, and... Um, I'm going to be going back, man. Um, in October, there's a big Christian magazine that goes into all the federal prisons. It's called, oh, I don't want to mess it up, and I, I just had like a brain fart, but uh, Victorious Living. Yeah, I think it's death. That's it, Victorious Living. And they did a big uh, article on me, and it's going to go into the, to the federal prisons in October. And after that, I'm going to start going into the federal prisons to go speak. Um Man, I just, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That's really awesome. What's the hardest part? I mean, how, do you like, do you get nervous at all when you speak and things like that? I always get nervous. Yeah, yeah. Always get nervous. Always get scared. Like I, I start sweating, but I think uh, that's a good thing. The day that that I stop is, I got too comfortable. Yeah. So. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, I still I still get nervous before I do these podcasts. So yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. How, how was um? You said you had kids, right? Yeah. How was kids, like, helped you, man, or changed you or made you look at life a little differently? I mean, like, right now, my daughter, the my daughter that's back in my life, she's about to turn six. And I, when I see her, I start to realize, like, all the messed up things that happened to me, how small I was and everything. And, like, it, it like... Her love to me has changed me so much, like how she asked, like calls me dad and stuff like that. Because I was afraid when I first met her, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to know how to be a dad because since I had always been so like top, like don't cry though, you know what I mean? Like yeah. really tough and hard and just yeah. But nah, it's it's like she's she's changed me a lot, man. And and I tell people this is gonna be for the rest of your life, but you don't you don't just change one day and stay changed for the rest. It's, it's just like your body, you're, you know. This is a lifestyle. It's going to be for the rest of your life. That's why I always tell people, your spiritual life has to be good for your physical life to be good, you know, and your, and your mind to be good. Everything needs to be good, and, and it starts with him first, with God. And then you worry about your, your body staying healthy. It's his temple, you know, um, not putting garbage in it, sleeping good, uh, all that stuff, just taking care of yourself. I heard a really good quote, and it kind of, you, you talked about something that really reminded me of it. It was he was saying it was this dude who was saying how the best quote unquote games in life are the games that can't be won. The games that you just yeah. the only way you win is just staying in them and like yeah. fitness, 
spirituality, marriage, like all of those things are the only way you win is just by day by day staying in it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like with fitness, you don't just get in shape and, and you know, you're in shape forever. It's, it's a day, day to day grind for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a choice, bro. And, and, and I just like, um, you know, they say, um, what do they, how do they say it? Uh, love is not an emotion. It's a choice. Like you choose to love somebody whether, you know, if you choose to love that person, whether he's crazy or not, then that's your choice. You chose to love him. It's pretty much how they say thick, th- through thick and thin. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I get it if he's beating the crap out of you. you know, yeah. That stuff. yeah, it's not good. But like my, that's why like I look at the whole like how my how my wife didn't give up on me. She actually gave us some time, prayed, 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 and then finally like you know it happened. You know, I always tell people. When when you're ready, you know, uh, just you know, get on your knees, and then you'll you'll see how everything starts from there. Just start right there. I always tell them baby steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you, man. Do you do you go to church at all? Yeah. Or do you have a church that you go to? Yeah, every Sunday. Where Where do you go? If I'm in town, if I'm out of town, then I go to whatever church I'm out of town at doing stuff. But I go to the church right there on North Phoenix Baptist on uh, Central and Bethany Home. Okay, yeah, send, send me that, man, because I've been looking for, for a spot. Oh, to you'll love that church because uh, they have a lot of young people, a lot of people from GCU. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, they have a lot of young groups. Um, they do a really awesome job. I love that church. I love that church. Would you say that I feel like maybe the past 20 years, like religion, it, it's not as big as it used to be. I feel like a lot, like it's not, I don't know. Would you, would you say that religion can really help society as a whole? Like going into the future, especially with young people. Well, you know, a lot of people have gotten hard in their heart, in their heart, and it's, it's turned into stone. Because it's almost like so, in today's day and age, like talking about God, talking about these things is almost, people look at you like. Well, they get scared, you know. They get scared because, like, they really, honestly, people deep down inside want to believe, but they get scared because they know that it comes with responsibility. And that's um, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like how you said that. And, and the thing is, is that that's why, like. I was telling somebody yesterday, I wish they wouldn't have called them the Ten Commandments. They should have called them, like, the Ten Rules of Safety. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Because as soon as you tell somebody you can't do this, you know, it seems like we want to do it as soon as they tell us we can. So it's like uh, they don't want to really truly believe because it's like, man, if I believe, now I got to go to church every Sunday. Now I got to treat people with kindness. I got to love them. I can't swear. I, there's a lot of things that you can't do no more and i'm not saying you can't i'm not saying it like that i'm just saying it, it just comes with the training yeah you know if you're truly a believer you you, you there's fruits that come out of truly it says it in scripture J- joy everything and it's genuine it's not it's not fake and it you honestly feel like that and people see it man like i get people tell me all the time they're like man dude you're just so calm what, what are you doing and i'm like i'm just trusting god that i'm at the right place at the right time that's it yeah it's like um i think a lot of people have a false idea of what freedom is you know they think freedom is like no rules nothing like that but in reality the people who are most free have the most discipline you know yeah 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 man so um i was gonna ask you bro um what are some goals that you have going forward in the future you know you talked a little bit about it but if you want to expand on that a little bit I mean, honestly, as we, if I say 10 years down the road, five years down the road, I can't really say because I don't know what God has planned for me. 
Um, I let him kind of lead the way. There's things, if I was to say things that I want to do, I want to be a pastor one day. I want to open up my church one day, but I don't know how, how long he's going to make me wait, you know. So as of now, I just know that I need to go to school. Um, do I want to get into acting? Yeah, I want to do, I want to dabble a little bit in it just to say that, you know, I, I could do it or, or I did do it, some, something like that. I don't know deep down inside, but... I love training people, man. I love doing it online, too. Um, I just like, I love being able to help people feel better about themselves. And then once they start feeling better, you know, I try to sneak Jesus in there through the back door. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, I, just, I just like helping, man, and, and giving back. And like I said, uh, uh, we're, we're here for a very short period of time. So, like, I just want to know that when I, when I go, like, I did what I had to do, and like I, I was like a fail, like I failed, but I got back up, and I, I, I got to the to the finish line. Like you know, I made it there. Yeah. So that's just that's that's it, man. Yeah, man. Um, how was? First of all, how would you define faith, and how has faith helped you in your life? How has it impacted you? Because I think people throw the word faith around a lot, but what does that really mean to you? It means believing in something that I've never seen yeah you know but that's that's the that's the part is like when you when you actually have that faith it says in the scriptures just the size of a mustard seed like things start to happen and that's what people don't understand is let's just say okay let's just say let's just play a crazy game and say today you got on your knees you felt good you cried everything got out of you and you come up and and you're like man i feel so good thank you god thank you and then by tomorrow you're already back to again like you're you're, uh listening back to the music you're listening to you're swearing you're watching porn you're you're doing all these things you're you know different girls but then again, it happens again, like, let's say a month later, right? You get back on your knees again. And um, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to feel like that every day? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's why, like, people don't realize is that you leave kind of, like, all the stuff that makes you feel good, that you think makes you feel good, and you put God first, and you don't realize that you, you, realize you don't need that stuff, mm-hmm. that it was all a lie. Yeah. So that's what I tell people. It's like, that's how I, tr- I try to make it as easy as I can explain it to people. <laughs> What's the hardest part of uh, coaching people online? Because obviously you're not there in person. Hardest part is they don't track everything. Yeah. And that's the, the part that helps me the most is uh, the more information you give me, the, the more I know what I need to do. If you need to go up on weight, your food needs to change. Uh, there's a lot of factors. If you're sleeping, drinking water. You know, um, it's just, even just rest, you know, without sleeping, like, days off. Um, you know, you, I got people that are 100% on, and, and, and I got 50-50 people, but like I, like I told you, bro, like, um, you can't force nobody to do it. You know, you just have to be, you have to love your job in order to be able to do it in a way that you still inspire them, even when they're, they're struggling with it. Yeah. So that's the main thing. Yeah, people there's a, people have to be ready to change. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't make people no. change. And I think uh, that's one of the cool things about social media and things like that because when you put your stuff out there, when you put yourself out there, you put your message out there, and you show people what you're doing, like, it attracts people to you who are ready to change. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, you do you do a fucking great job with social media, bro. I love your content, man. I really Thank do. You, is it just all like do you, do you write anything down, or is it just all off the top of your head? It's just me, man, being crazy. That's why I have the time I tell people, you know, um, I've had a lot of injuries on my jaw, my head, stuff like that. So sometimes I can't speak right. Uh, I had a broken jaw too with plates, and um, but I, I just keep it real, man. I don't, I don't, I don't polish nothing. I don't Photoshop nothing. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm just me. I tell people I keep it as real as I can and, and as, as raw as I can because, like, the other day some guy was like making fun of me, saying that that ever since um, you know I, I started doing all these face videos and now I'm like a crybaby because I'm always crying. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to cry, man, because it's real. I was mad for so many years, and I didn't realize how much energy mad takes out of you. Like, being mad, being in a bad mood, all that, like, it's an energy drainer. Like, they don't even know. Like, now, I'm, like, on full battery all the time because I, I'm not even feeling like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you got a, you got a trip coming up, right? You said, uh, I can't remember which one, which trip Ohio. you Ohio. Yeah. Ohio on Sunday, then I come back, then I go to Chicago in August. Then I, I have Paramount. I might be doing something with Paramount in August. I can't say nothing about that one. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, then I go to New Mexico in September. You got a grip of trips coming up. Yeah, I got out. a lot of stuff coming up. When did you move out to AZ? I've been out here for a while. Yeah? Yeah, the first time I moved out here, I moved out here in 2002. I moved out here with DMX. And uh, I lived out at Carefree with him. And yeah, those were some wild times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What what uh, gym do you train at? We got to get uh, a lift in sometime. Tangible Fitness on 16th Street in Thomas. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I mean, if you're ever down to get a workout in or something, I'd love to meet yeah. you up and get a workout in, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't got nothing else planned for for today, brother. I, I do appreciate. I really do appreciate you coming out here, bro. It was, it was cool to be able to chop it up with you for a little bit. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but. It's always a pleasure to help, man. Yeah, man. I, I look forward to continuing to watch your content, and maybe one of these days I can have you back on. All right, brother. All right, brother. Yeah, thank you so much. Peace out. Ladies.